I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smushpod Royale. Trouble! Everything you've ever loved in a Bond film. More thrills, more excitement, more chills, and more. Roger Moore as James Bond 007 in Live and Let Die. Don't miss the boat, or you'll miss the most exciting Bond film of all. Live and let die. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week, if we play our cards right, we'll be taking a trip to New York to take in the sights, the sounds, and the voodoo. Yes, it's Live and Let Die. And joining me for a bourbon in the corner booth in the Philly of Soul is actor and writer Jim Howick. Hello, Jim. Hi, John. What a pleasure to have you on board. Thanks for having me. That's wonderful. I've, I've been in the queue for a while now. You have? You've and been uh, You're like that guy in Die Hard 2 has to, in the uh, Windsor Airlines has to keep going around <laughs> Dallas Airport. I'm running, and I'm running out. I've run out of fuel, John. You have? I've run out of fuel. Um... Don't worry. That's, enough, a, that's, like that's a, that, I mean, that, that's a, that's a disturbing scene, isn't it? That mm. one. Yeah, they kill a whole plane full of people. It's like airplane, but but bad. But horrible. There's but a little awful, child in that scene. There's a child, and you have yeah. to see the child, don't you? The child mm. sitting next to the grandma. Yes, awful. I'm oh. well. I'm very well. Are you well? Good. Yeah, fine, thank you. I'm Good. ready to get balls deep in live and dead die, <laughs> which I think is what they say in the trade. I thought you were going to say in the trailer. Oh yeah. Well, you'd know more about that. <laughs> You're an actor. You've been you've been in things. I've been in trailers <laughs> and things. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so yeah, live and let die. This is exciting because this is probably one of my favourites. Do you know what, John? I didn't want to spoil the the question at the end of the show. Okay. But okay. This is my favourite. Um, I'm not sure if it's the first Bond film I've ever seen. 
but it was certainly the the Bond film that I attached myself to mm-hmm. and what and have watched the most. Yeah, and uh, I I just love it. I love it as a as a altogether as a, as a piece. I love the music. I love the score. Mm. I mean, it's scored by the Fifth Beatle. Yeah, George Best. George Best. <laughs> and. Um, George Martin, of course. Of course. Um, And I just, I'm, I just, I just love it. Well, I mean, you know, we we can go through why when we get there, when we arrive at these checkpoints. Mm. We can, because we start off at the UN. The shakiest zoom in Mm. the history. Yeah, I'm guessing the the cameraman was sort of being dangled out of a helicopter because he was refusing to accept a pay rise. It's basically the fool guy. Yeah. Uh, camera work. I'm the unknown star. I can't remember the song. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really really juddery. But when you watch the um, DVD or the Blu-ray with the commentary by Rog, he says the United Nations building. Of course, where I worked many times as a UNICEF ambassador. I'm ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> a um, that, that's there's a story attached to that. So I was working with the makeup. Uh, sorry, a costume designer called Mr. Gammon. And he made an advert for UNICEF with Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roger got there incredibly early. And uh, on his way to, he was, he, uh, the, uh, a third AD was escorting him to the green room to wait for an hour, I yeah. think. And uh, he sort of bypassed her and then went straight to the soundstage and just shouted out to the, <laughs> the director booth, I'm ready. <laughs> No one else was. Oh, did he sorry, have to wait? Rog. He had to wait. Oh, I mean, I'm guessing that's where his story ended. Hmm. Um, but yeah, do you think he did his own makeup? Um, before he got there, yeah, probably in the car. <laughs> in the car, his own eyeliner. He looked like that woman at the end Bloody of the airplane. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a very bumpy road. Having, oh man, <laughs> having a shave. <laughs> Putting his eyeliner on. Good Lord. <laughs> so, uh, the United Nations. Yeah, yeah, where um, an agent is, is assassinated. An agent assa- is assassinated yeah. um, with a dynamite plunger. Yes. Which, which kind of makes it all the more destructive. It could have been a kind of dimmer switch, <laughs> um, but it wasn't. It was a dynamite plunger. Which is directly uh, connected what- to Keith Emerson's organ. Absolutely, Keith yeah. Emerson's. <laughs> I mean, he's. I don't mean his penis. I was going to say that someone broke into. Um, who was the guy from Fame? Bruno. Oh yeah, and uh, it's like dicking around with his organ. Um, <laughs> I like that better. Yeah, someone's been dicking around with Bruno's organ, um, and he does this all behind the back of the translator, who is essentially the midnight caller. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it is actually him. This is it one's actually for all you him? truckers out there? <laughs> You've got the smoothest translator, yeah. the Midnight Caller. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, yeah, it's, uh, it's the prog, it's, as you say in your book, the prog rock <laughs> solo that kills the man. Do you think, that would, do you, think you could die via uh, a, a loud noise? Well, I've always thought so because of the film up yeah. until now, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, yes. Hmm. Do you think like literally think, fry I his think, brain? I think, I think you could. I, I, I think you could, right? Oh, okay. I'll take if you can break glass with a, with, a, with a decibel level, then I'm sure you can That's break true. an eye. What if he had a glass brain? 
even easier. Even easier. That was the plan all along. They booked an <laughs> opera singer like in that Tintin film, but she couldn't make it, so they got the plunger instead. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, and then we get another agent killed, and this is an interesting Bond fact here, because the other agent who's watching this funeral, Cortage, um, yes. he is dubbed by Shane Rimmer, which makes this his Bond hat trick. Oh, really? Yes. Remind me. Remind me, um, Shane guy, Rimmer. Shane Rimmer is a, a North... I think he's a Canadian actor who lived in England for a long time. And he was in The Spy Who Loved Me. He was the one who says, you know, what am I, what's the matter, Private? you never seen a major thing. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah. oh, my God, of course. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. He's in Superman. He's in... Yeah, everything. Uh, he's in, he's in, in fact, he's in um, Dark Knight as well, playing he essentially this, the same part he's played in all of the, almost all of them. Yeah. Wonderful. He, he I thought for a second you, you were talking about the, the assassin who simply says, yours. Oh, no, no, no. That, that was you who dubbed him. Thank you. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then when they kill him, they do an excited dance. They, well, first they've got to pick him up, yeah. which I presume, uh, I often wondered what it was. Mm. I often wondered whether or not it was a shutter yeah. uh, at the bottom, which would have, I mean, would have done terrible damage to your, to your, your back and bum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just left half a cheek. Yeah. <laughs> your, your Franz Backham bum and no but obviously there were some sort of hand stirrups and he used st- his own strength mm. to keep himself in this box right that's, that's become kind of a meme now hasn't it with these guys who are dancing holding a coffin is that right you could make that with a new Bond film now yeah it's become like there a meme go. where someone's about to do something sort of Darwinistic where they're like driving a motorbike off a cliff and then it'll cut to this, these guys holding a coffin and it's like this techno music comes on Wow. I'm trying to get down with the, the kids, the... Jim. <laughs> I gave up. I'm doing quite well, I reckon. I gave up. I said the kids me. will be watching Live and Let Die. Exactly. I didn't say Mimi. Like, that's the obvious <laughs> trap to make, isn't it? Is this one of those Mimis? So then another agent is killed. And this is my favourite death uh, because it's accompanied by a George Martin cello string going right the way down. Oh, it's wonderful. Which beautifully kicks off Live and Let I Die. I mean, it's essentially the same trick as um, Strawberry Fields. Yeah. Um, the the agent, I often, I when I was a kid, I used to think he looked so old. Yes. And are we expected to believe that this man is capable <laughs> of doing the same things as Bond? I always imagined he's kind of like an Arthur English type agent. He's like, oh, good, good evening, sir. I've, I'm just sweeping up. Don't mind me. Um, I mean that's that's cunning, isn't it? Is. I I mean he looked he just looked like my science teacher, Mr. Dannett. Mm. Um, and we, we shared a boot uh, yeah, maker. I, I, uh, we, we share the same bootmaker. <laughs> that's cold, isn't it? Mm. That's cold. Mm. That's a cold moment. We'll get to that. We will. But then I mean, you know, the, the, we're talking about the greatest Bond theme yep. ever made. Yep. And will ever be made by a country mile. Mm. It's got everything. Um, what are your what are your favourite three um, themes? This is by, yeah. as you say by by a million points. Then nobody does it better. Yes, and then probably Thunderball. I really like Thunderball. Thunderball, yep. Yeah. Tom Jones. It's, it's, I see. I think I'm this. Mm. See, I'm in the Bassy camp, mm. but not the one. Not what you you would expect because yeah. I really like the Moonraker theme. Oh yeah, I do. It's a beautiful song. It is. There's some excellent triangle work on that. Song. There is. It's very disco-y. And it's very loud ting, in the mix. Ting, 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 ting. Yeah. I mean, if you're wondering what to do with the triangle, listen to that song. Mm. And it's about the clasping 
It's all mm. about the clasping. Definitely. It's much like Roger Taylor's very underrated symbol work. Yes. Mm. He, he loves a symbol. He loves a clasp. Yes. Oh, he does. Shh. Oh, he does. Shh. Yeah. You've got to be quick. Mm. Go with old Taylor. Quick off the mark. But this is also... Then, sorry, go on. Well, I was, I, we may have been about to say the same thing. This is yeah. the first and only time we see Bond's home. Yeah. It is. I can't Which well, is on, apart from um, Spectre. Apart from Spectre. But no one... When, when do we that. see it in Spectre? Do we see um, it? Well, of course, Jim. Money Penny goes around his house to give him his personal effects from Skyfall. Because oh, we ain't yes. done with the old backstory yet. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Christ. But yeah. it's on the ground floor. There's a trellis outside. Oh. Um, and they and they come to his house at 5.48 a.m. <laughs> Uh, he, he, which I used to think was really fucking early mm. until now, until yeah. I became an adult. And, until you became uh, an actor. It's actually, it's actually quite late. Yeah, mm. it really is quite late in the, in the morning. Because um, I'm not an actor, Jim, but I'm guessing you've had like early calls. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. See, I'm Big makeups. Yeah. Uh, I'm in North London, so going to mm. Wimbledon. But we, did, we shot series three of Yonderland in Wimbledon, and uh, there were some four o'clockers. Oh. Yeah. Oh. In the in the in the in the hour of four is uh, is not fun. Did you do any pickups? Um, on the way there. Oh no no no! I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to engage with you as an actor. Sorry. <laughs> what on Yonderland? Yeah, I don't yeah. think we had. I don't think we had time. Yeah. Pickups on pickups on the day. What about? In fact, most any... of the scenes were shot as pickups. To be honest, because did... uh, yeah, did just you... say that line. Now you say that line. Did you have any camera angles? Um, I had. Oh, I've, I've got them written down. Yeah. Any Dutch angles? Hundreds, hundreds. Wow. Dutch, yeah. Chinese. Mm. Good. Well, we've done our acting um, So yeah. M comes to his house. Yes, and I and like... What, sorry. No, I was going to say that I like that Bond's house kind of feels like... You know that bit in Boogie Nights where Dirk Diggler's like, look at my house? Yes. Because he's got that lovely sliding cupboard. He's got a beautiful sliding cupboard. He's got mm. a, a lovely sort of... Um, mezzanine sort of I suppose uh, can you say it's a mezzanine yeah. it's, 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 it's another level mm. it's a set isn't mm. it let's mm. be honest yeah. Yeah. What, what's funny about that scene is that M walks into his house and starts to sort of walk immediately to his bedroom mm. like he's in some sort of trance I will never not laugh my fucking ass off when he opens the door and M's face yeah it's kind yeah. of it's, it's like a farce he just looks at him <laughs> like Bond gives him that look like oh Jesus Christ and M looks at him like yeah I don't want to be here either <laughs> I don't. I, 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 as he opened the door, the this smell is, probably this, wafted out, and he was just oh like, "Oh god, god. just All the smell, smell of, is fluids, of n- night sex." Yeah, God. Uh, but I love this scene because again, it's just if you were ever in any doubt, if you were like a Connery purist at the time, and if you were ever in any doubt of is Bernard Lee going to work with Roger Moore? Yes, immediately. I think Bernard Lee and Moore worked wonderful. I think. Yeah. I think that this scene. I think. I what the scene in Moonraker when they walk into uh, Drax's, well, they think they're walking into a lab and it's actually a sort of big ornate hall. The scene after that moment uh, where he says bollocks to the minister, go after him. Mm. I think that's his, I think that's one of his greatest scenes. And that's, that's towards the end of his life as well, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He says to him, um, oh, I I was planning on taking a sabbatical to Rio. And he says, ah, yes, I believe you mentioned it. Mm. It's lovely. And yeah, as you say, that's the it's last great. thing he did and then he died. It is. It is. And there's something lovely about the uh, Brosnan Bonds, I've noticed, mm. is that there's a, there's a portrait of him mm. in, the, in, the off, in the M's office. Yeah. Which is lovely. 
It is. Unfortunately, he's, it's, it's him drinking. <laughs> it's not really. No. It should be, though. <laughs> it's him just downing a bottle of vodka. It's booze. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, so that was M. That was, was M, wasn't it, was. it? I mean, Judy preferred bourbon. It's bloody early. And, of uh, course, the coffee machine, which is essentially oh. a model of Luton Airport. <laughs> it's, got, it's, got its own, it's got its own traffic control tower, that yeah. coffee machine. Yeah. It's like that old advert with the... And I just love M pointing at it and going, is that all it does? Is that all it does? That's <laughs> brilliant. No, it's just amazing. I love it. Uh, but they were the Italians were most impressed by the way that Bond handled the Rome affair. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the line, isn't it? Yeah, yes. There's one small Very complaint good. though, Jimmy. That they seem to be missing one of their agents, a Miss Caruso. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, you know where she is, don't you? She's in the bloody she's in the bloody closet. She is. Not like that. Um, not like that. No, no I mean. Well, she might be. Well, far from it, I'd say. Although she, <laughs> might, you know, she, she yeah, you know. But um, yeah, Miss Caruso mm. uh, is safely t- has been tucked away, and of course, Money Penny enters. Then mm-hmm. she's trailing after M, mm. um, and does the decent thing. Yeah, because Caruso uh, gives her a think, shh when she sees. Yes. Her. Yes. But M's primarily there to tell him that loads of agents have died and he needs to go and find out what's going on. Three agents. Three agents yeah. have been killed. One's been killed by Bruno's organ. Yep. One was killed well, um, by a snake. One was killed. The old, really old one was mm. killed by a snake. Although I think he probably had a heart attack before the snake got near him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or just died he of prob- natural he, causes. He probably could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, the poison did work pretty fast. Yeah. I'm not a snake expert. No. But I think, it, it, I, I mean, it would, you would have to have be the, well, you would have to be the most poisonous snake in the world to administer a bite that kills a man that quickly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and some. Oh, yeah. I've never meant and some more than that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes. Bond is then issued with his watch. Oh, yes. Powerful enough to deflect the path of a bullet. Uh, I'm tempted to try that theory right now. Is that, is that, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because that's when he when he turns it on and the spoon floods across the room and M goes, "Good God, good God!" <laughs> Surely M would be well acquainted to mm. Q branches, gadgets, and gizmos by now. You'd think so, wouldn't you? And maybe mean, he's, he's just seen. drunk all the time. Maybe he is. Yeah. Maybe he's. Maybe he has. Maybe he's got the memory of a goldfish. Yeah. Um, I never realised quite how important a spoon was. Mm. Uh, it, it means a lot to it. it means a great deal to him the integrity of the of the of the cup the source of the spoon maybe he's been get outed because <laughs> the spoon's quite important in that isn't it yeah that's yeah. it so the 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 coffee the the spoon and then he just puts the drink back down he doesn't even bloody doesn't stir even anything drink it. no he just says he drink it money penny's got all your passports and <clears throat> flights and everything and off you go off to, off you go and to then, new york and then the off they apple. go and bond gets um Caruso out of the uh, cupboard, out of his sliding well, cupboard. Yeah, he, he really, I mean, he's, he has a little play with his watch. He opens the door with mm-hmm. his watch and then he undresses her with his watch. Sheer magnetism, darling. I mean, wonderful. Mm. And this is when you really get, I think you get to see and hear the sort of tone of the film mm. th- at this point. It's a raunchy, it's a raunchy number. Yeah. Um, 
with a with a yeah a, fi- a beat that just don't quit. Oh, absolutely, because the soundtrack, which I think you're alluding to, is yes. just fucking amazing. And I tell you something amazing about George Martin. When I was writing on, on my own blog, basically, about twelve years ago, uh, I emailed. I, I worked out who his, I found out who his agent was. I emailed him and said, "Would George Martin fancy doing just a tiny?" email interview about the soundtrack to live and let die expected to hear nothing i think within about three days he got a reply saying he'd love to wow and uh, sadly it's gone oh now because the website's disappeared but he replied um within about a day two days and he was Incredible. just so nice and just said basically that um he told the story that i'm sure everybody knows but i'll tell it again anyway that when they played the demo of live and let die to uh harry saltzman or broccoli one of the one of the two they said, yeah, that's great. Who are you going to get to sing it? And they said, well, Paul is going to sing it. But they wanted somebody else. They wanted Aretha Franklin, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah. Hey, I'd love to hear that. Ver- I'd love yeah. to hear that version. Yeah. Genuinely. I, I was reading, um, I, 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 um, I went to Vietnam a, few e- oh, a couple of years ago and I was reading yeah. um, Roger's Live and Let Diaries. Oh, yeah. And uh, when he first heard that track... Mm. He said that it wasn't the sound, it wasn't, I can't remember, it's not verbatim, but it wasn't mm. the music of the past or the music of the present. It was the music of the, it was the future. He was right. Um, uh, well, he was. It's like H.G. Wells. But it really is, it's a piece of work. Mm. And it's used, it's, it's used almost as a suite mm. throughout the whole film. Um, it's wonderful. It's such an inspired bit because, as you say, it's not the main theme. It's just the da da da, da da da. It works so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you could just bathe in it. I mean, it's a soundtrack I listen to a lot. But also the middle eight as well, the kind mm. of, you know, the, the sort of reggae uh, middle eight yeah. is, uh, is used a, a lot. The in yellow fact, reggae. You know, the, the song is kind of, you know, cut into pieces. And mm. again, it's almost like a suite for the yeah. whole film. It works very well when they do turn up in San Monique and it's all jaunty. Yeah. We'll get there because Roger's uniform at that point is... Oh, God. Face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um, so Solitaire, we see a nice little bit where Solitaire's we don't know who she is yet, but she's laying cards down to say a man comes. Mm. Yeah, she's watching a confessions film. And she says a man comes over water. <laughs> and um, so she's kind of predicting that Bond's coming and, and that, you know, they've they got to stop him. Yes. Because he brings yes. death and destruction. Crash zoom into a windmill. <laughs> Could have been Frank Spencer. Could have been. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of crash zooms in this, there are. which you don't see in, in Golden Gun. So I no. think that perhaps, yeah. I'll tell you who else a... was a fan of those as well. Um, John Glenn. Oh, really? There's a really annoying one. It gets on my nerves every time in Living Daylights when um, uh, Georgi picks up the phone. And um, later on, he's, after he's done that, I told you, I told you. When he picks yeah. up the phone and it's um, uh, Kara, he does a, literally like a... Um, and it zooms right in on his face, and you're like, "Oh, that's a bit." Hmm. Did uh, did I can't remember? Did John Glenn direct Octopussy? Yes. Well, then you know that's that's oh, of course the, the, the crash zoom right there. <laughs> yeah. They've, they wove it into the story. The cleave zoom. The cleave that zoom doesn't even work. <laughs> At least it wasn't a gash zoom, right, Jim? Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Bond, <laughs> Bond arrives at the airport and he's picked up by his driver, who looks like he's from Rent a G- Gangster. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does. He, he 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 looks like a kind of panini sticker. He looks like a sort of um, like a seventies footballer, <laughs> like a you know a sort of centre half, um, or maybe even a maybe even a swashbuckling fullback. This is interesting because mm. this is something else. I will go back to these diaries, but mm. um, this. Uh, sequence in the in the shoot the schedule this was his first lines in the film yeah. steady on charlie mm. we want that we want to get there in one piece mm. and he'd already done two weeks of 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 uh shooting uh they'd done all the speedboat stuff first oh yes that's um, right. I need to and so he hadn't him. actually heard his own voice as bond which is wow. a massive deal as a yeah. as a performer mm. and to, picking up the baton um, oh. be- becoming Bond and not being able to talk, to speak as Bond for two weeks. Hmm. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. But he, his driver gets killed by Whisper. Enter Whisper. Yeah. One of many... This is another great thing about this film, is that hmm. it, it, there's a number of henchmen in it. Hmm. And often, like, the best bits, I think, certainly as a child, I, the things I enjoyed most of all in Bonds were the henchmen fights. Yes. Um, and there's, well, 
I don't think you can really count Baron Samdi's fight because that's just uh, it's just kind of pathetic. Yeah. But and Whisper doesn't really fight. No. But certainly Adam, who we meet later on. Yeah. And um, Teehee. Teehee, yeah. There's a there's a lot of sort of henchman ish characters, mm. and th- this Whisper, I'm not sure what he's good for, but hey, look, he'd be shit at if there was an emergency. There's a fire. Yeah, he'd be there's so shit. I mean, he can barely lift a man. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. He, I he can't hey, hear he, him. He doesn't even doesn't even make a good bloody waiter. No. Your champagne, sir. Shall I open it? <laughs> Shall I open it? It's a bit angry the next one. Shall I open it? You're right. Um, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> he, <laughs> anyway, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shall I open it? <laughs> All right. So whisper. Yeah. Whisper turns up. Yeah. Pulls up alongside. Charlie. Charlie. Mm. And bloody uh, shoots him in the bloody temple with a bloody thing. Dart. A bloody dart. dart. Yeah. Not fucking about, is he? No, he's not. (laughs) He means business. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I wish I had one of those. What, a whisper? No, well, you know, I don't, I'm not a man who sort of suffers from road rage, but often when you know when someone sort of takes the mick mm. on the road mm. you just want to see what they look like don't you you want to see yeah. who they are yeah and there's been occasion where i wouldn't i've wanted a whisper wind 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 mirror yeah, and you have to check it's not kenneth not to Noy. kill someone no just to you know check it's not kenneth noy exactly <laughs> let him get away with it that's fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah, me too. I'd love to have that. I also, I'd like a kind of Mad Max style car where I can just like put stick the nitro on. Oh yeah, yeah. Be free. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. And then we we enter a kind of a sequence which was apparently terrifying mm. for Roger. I bet. Um, it because looks unwieldy. Well, it's you can see it's him. There's a shot from the. Unlike sort of his later bonds, yeah, it's definitely him. And it's there's a shot, sort of obviously from a, like a low loader, but but the car is sort of driving on its own. So they must have had some sort of some sort of someone in the in the in the foot the foot uh, area pressing the pedals and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, scary stuff. Yeah, and it's an actual freeway. Yeah, a lot of people kind of. I suppose look down their nose at this bond a little bit because the interiors seem a bit sort of cheap and shoddy. But some of the action sequences, especially this one, mm. you know, it's all New York. It's mm-hmm. bloody hard to film in New York, mm. especially then. Anyway, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he he rings up Felix, David Hedison, friends um, to the end. Yeah, they were friends yeah. to the end. Bless yeah. him. Isn't that nice? Really nice, especially after he got. Eaten by sharks. Well, you know, he had the strength to uh, mm. write a lovely tribute. Um, he did. Obviously, he's not really Felix. No. Let's put yeah, put but that he's to bed. Uh, put that to bed. But they both lived to a a ripe old age and passed quite soon after each other. I think that's right. Both in North Sea hijack as well. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So there you Do go. Do you reckon Roger swung him apart? I reckon he did. 
I know but. someone who'd be very good at that part. Ah, David. <laughs> God, I love North Sea Hijack. Um, so he brings up Felix, and Felix says, uh, "We we we, we want to keep an eye on this Kananga fella." Uh, yeah. But he loves it. He says that line, which always pops in my head, where he says he's in there. Does he say he's knitting a scarf right now? Yeah, talking about he's in, how he's yeah, waffling, he, basically. Yeah, he's in there right now. Knitting, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I love that expression. But, <laughs> but he isn't. He turned on a tape recorder, and then him and his friends dress I up. I suppose as it's pimps. kind of yarn, something to do with yarn. Yeah, yarn. Yes. Yeah. So his friends are. Yeah, his friends are all pimps. Yeah. Which kind of, when I think about it now, hmm. kind of gives away everything, doesn't it? Does a bit. <laughs> like the whole Mr. Big thing. Yeah. I mean, I always knew it was Kananga. Yeah. I was never, ever fooled. No. I can't remember the first time I saw it. So no. I can't genuine, I can't say truthfully, but I don't think I was. No. And this just gives it all away. Yeah, it does. But it's like, you, again, in your book, when you talk about, I wish that I could... Uh, I wish I could have seen him record that. Yeah, because he goes on for ages. I mean, what was he doing? Was he playing pool or something? Or I reckon he was being fellated. Like, wow. Mm. I, def- I would definitely like to hear that speech. <laughs> and presumably he would have had to make other speeches. Presumably he's, he's got a repertoire of these. Well, he, he's got a lot of time on San Monique, hasn't he, on that island? There's not much going on there. Oh, I suppose. I suppose, it's like, I suppose he's always kind of looking through papers and sort of looking bored at his desk. I guess it was like a writing of, a, a lot blog. of the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can write a blog on Sam and Eek, and when you get to New York, you can go pimping. There you go. And selling your your H. Your H, your horse. Yeah. Um, well, Bond we goes are... to see Occult. Oh, yes. The, the voodoo shop. Where you can get... Draft excuses. Uh, draft excuses. Snake draft excuses. And he asks it to be wrapped lengthwise. Yeah, that's lengthwise. a good joke. It is a good joke. Yeah. Lengthwise, if you don't mind. You can- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sell everything. They've got like skulls. They've got like... Um- Do you reckon they've got those kind of squidgy faces you used to get when you put yes. your fingers in and... Yeah. And boggles. Or boglins. Oh, yeah. Boglins. That's what they were. Yeah. Boglins. And, and that one where it's like a monster that lives in a cardboard cage, my pet monster or something, probably yes. sell them as well. Wow, micro machines. Yeah, Tracy Island, but it's like an evil version <laughs> where everyone's a zombie. And then we're into the <laughs> car park, the back, the back room, the car mm. park. When he, yeah, he finds and the car is, that shot it. Finds the car, the lift opens, mm. and the and the gang walk out, and you just see their shoes. And it looks like Slade's walking by. <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's not Slade no it could the be the shoes are insane it was like yeah. furniture it's like furniture yeah. on their feet yeah um, so he races out and ha- hails a cab that's right and then says uh, keep on the tail of that jukebox there's an extra 20 in it for you do you think he was sort of um, spotting up on the slang I reckon on the flight so. over I reckon he just watched um, Slade I'll say Slade airplane Shut- airplane yeah <laughs> Airplane. He's just watched Shaft go to New Orleans. <laughs> and this is where we meet our cab driver. Yeah. Who's great. Yeah. 
He's only in it. I'm twice, looking up his yeah. name. I don't know his name. Here we go. This is the Bennett. This is, the fact that I'm at home, I can I can mm. almost cheat. The truth mm. is, John, I haven't seen this film. I'm just I've just got IMDb in front of me, right? And I'm uh, essentially yeah. cheating. You're doing everything. So Arnold well. Williams, his name is, and he does a he's a bloody good turn in this. Mm. Yes, as I say, he's only in it twice, but he's very memorable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mainly because really he does good. that line about "I'll take you to a Ku Klux Klan cookout." Yeah. Yeah. Which was, yeah. which was, I, you know, which was... Um, a thing? A thing. Oh. You know. Although you didn't want to be wearing those robes when you were working the, the grill. No. And you'd go up. I mean, yeah, what is that? I guess it's a barbecue, is it? It's, a, it's yeah. literally just a barbecue. That's what Americans call a barbecue, a cookout. Wow. Yeah. There you go. You learn everything watching American films. He's being tailed. Yeah. He's being tailed by... Everybody, well, well, everybody's just got about some, everyone in Harlem. It's like convoy. Everyone's like, "Yeah, he's gone. He's just gone past Big Mama Six. Doesn't say that. But <laughs> if it was convoy, they would. Uh, but he and somewhere up, in there, somewhere in there is is our man. Yeah, we, we don't we, know he's our man. No, we don't. No, uh, but but he ends up at the Philly of Soul restaurant or bar. Mm. Not sure which one. Let's just say which has an excellent menu. Does every time I watch Philly of Soul hmm. and I haven't eaten. Mm. I get quite hungry. The lobster rolls and mm. pizza rolls. Yeah. And it's also cheap. Sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like carry on at your convenience. You know, they've got like the, all the rolls. Yeah. Well, Crusty that's, rolls. That had some great rolls in it. It really did. Sir James was very good. In fact, doesn't someone lean on one and it's a, there's a joke about crusty roll or something? Yeah, like. I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah he asks because because we're a new bond now and we can't be associated with Sean instead of asking for a vodka martini shaken not stirred he asks does he ask for a bo- bur- bourbon with he no does. ice bourbon neat with no ice that's, that's extra man yeah he gets a bit of lip does and um, so they've all got the same attitude as Whisper there is, it's true there are mm. many like you know there are many firsts in this film not just mm. Roger but also Bond's home mm-hmm uh, vodka martinis out the window mm-hmm. um, it's always a bourbon yeah and later on when he's got his gun which we'll get to it's not a Walther PPK is it it's, not it's I bit... thought it was a Walther was it didn't he I thought well, he his, had a no, big his, fucking magnum but he loses his Walther he loses his Walther in, the, in Mr Big's office no, of you course see. he does yes you're right so he probably borrowed it off uh, Coral Jr yeah he borrows it off but yeah, yeah that's it well yeah. that, actually um who gives him the magnum? Who gives him the magnum? I think oh, maybe it's Felix. Felix gives him the magnum right at the end when they're on the boat. Anyway, we're, anyway. we're getting ahead yeah, of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the, the the room turned, the, 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 revolve, the revolving door. Mm. And my favourite scene in the whole film, when he turns into the office and the music kicks in. I think, yes. it's, I think it's on the soundtrack. It's called Bond Meets Solitaire. Yes. So good. It just pumps along in the background. Yeah. As he really just wanders around being a... Being a dick, basically. Yeah. Oh, he loves yeah. it. He loves it. He's he, not. He's not he's scared just, at all. No, he's so cool. Mm. And it just it gives you a yeah. It's it's where you know you're a, you're, you're in good you're in safe hands with this bond. Mm. He hasn't got a bloody clue where he is. No. Nope. But he's happy to flirt. All the tarot cards have secretly got 007 written on them for some reason. Very meta. Very fake. Strange. Yeah. Again. This is, it, it kind of took a turn after, because one thing that used to throw me, because I used to love Diamonds Are Forever as well. I used to kind of, mm. I loved all the Morbons when I was a kid, but that, I was, I was really into that one as well. Me too, yeah. And um, 
Tiffany gosh. Case. Tiffany Case. She says you Tiffany just killed Case. James Bond. You just killed James Bond. Mm. Is that who it is? Mm. Is that who it was? Yep. It's it, he's famous. Anyway, mm. look, we're in the office. Yeah. The doors, which are remarkable doors, mm. they open together. Mm. Um, we meet Teehee. Yes. Who's got a claw? He's got a claw. Julius Harris. Mm, he's great. Who, He's amazing. And and him and Roger Moore actually were, were very good friends on this shoot. That's right, yeah. They became really good friends. And I I I can't I'm trying to think about the book. I can't really remember, but I believe that the um the mechanism on the claw was to do with his breath. Right. Was to do with him moving his chest up and down. Right. Like it wasn't you would think it was just something simply like on his hand, the end of his hand, like mm. Just a pulley, hmm. but yeah, maybe I was. Maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe you I'm are. I'm pretty sure that it's something to do with his his kind of chest and the way he or his breathing kind of interrupted the the, the mechanism somehow. Hmm. He had a lot of problems with it, basically. Oh right, okay. Well, he couldn't get to grips with his oh. claw, butter hook. Mm. Yeah, quite. he he crushes Bond's gun, which I've always quite enjoyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love the way Roger just doesn't go, oh, you know, shit. He actually goes and puts it in the bin. Yeah, and, and says... Very satisfying. Funny f- funny how the slightest thing amuses him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a high-end bin, that. It is. Because it doesn't, it doesn't look like a high-end bin, but it's mm. obviously very, very solid. Yeah. can take a gun. Um, take a gun. Mm. You can take a gun. But then we meet Mr. Big. He looks like one of your toes when you've been in the bath over an hour. <laughs> I was going to say, he looks like Lenny Henry in True Identity. <laughs> He's got a... He doesn't look well, does he? No. He's got a sheen about him. Rick Baker. I can't believe it. Mm. I read that in your book. And, yeah. and uh, it's... Um, yeah, well, you know, you, you know you've got to... Got to start I mean, somewhere. Yeah, I, I doff my hat to Mr. Baker. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't really... I mean, I kind of see the point of it, but mm. we've already seen Kananga. I don't know. It just feels like a kind of hole that they didn't really consider, perhaps. But he has the best lines where he says, names is for tombstones, baby. Take this honky yes. outside and waste him. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an impact. I love it. And then they take Bond, they take Bond into the alley uh, with two quite feckless henchmen, I must say. Yeah, see, the last sequence they shot, actually, in the film, this was. Oh, yes, that's right. They went back to New York mm. to rap. Um, not like not bit. like that. He didn't say, I'm James Bond and I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> By that stage, I mean, they'd done Jamaica, they'd done the lot. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, he, um, he, he, well, it's the, does he kill them? Well, he kicks one in the chest be... and that seems to kill him. I, I mean, I always assumed that he was just, he just knocked them out good yeah. and proper. Yeah. But kicking, but, it, I've um, always bothered me that he, he kicks one in the chest and he goes, oh, and then he just, he's out yeah. for the count. So unless yeah. he had like a heart condition. Yeah, maybe he already had <laughs> a heart condition. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Bond just got lucky. Mm. Not but, there, not in the chest, not in the chest. Oh, for fuck's sake. But then we get the drop it. Yeah. Uh, what a voice brilliant and uh, yeah, what was his name oh I, I can't remember I'm looking at it now Lon Satin oh there you go Lon Satin what a name oh. and yeah great voice 
Uh, he does that um, wonderful line where he says, great disguise, Bond, white man in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he never kind of, he's, he's a cool cat, mm. Strutter. He, he never sort of he never really keeps eye contact with Bond. He's no. always kind of uh, on his on guard. Um, I immediately kind of warmed to him. And when we were kids, I used to hang out with. There was a kind of a group of us. Mm. So the oldest of us would always get to play Bond. Mm. And this was a good film to kind of spread the kind of heroes. Uh, if you wanted to play like a group game, mm. so one of us would be Strutter, one of us would be Felix, and one of us would be Quarrel Junior. Nice. Um, and yeah, we could, it was kind of A-teamy. You were kind of doing actually. the GoldenEye multi- multiplayer. I mean, Christ, if they did a Live and Let Die... Well, there was, there was Sam D was in GoldenEye, wasn't he? Yeah. In the video game, yeah. In the video game, oh. yeah. Yeah, they did have Live and Let Die. He was probably die. kicking around. I mean, he can't yeah. die. I mean, sure, he's kicking around somewhere. Yeah, he should sharpen a new one. No, he shouldn't. Oh, that, do wouldn't that. that be great? It would, but they do it wrong. <laughs> yeah, they would. Of course they would. They'd give him a bloody... They're making Bond's brother. Uh, They're making Bond's uncle. Oh, God. Well, they could do it, they could do it with... Um, Don Warrington playing him, and then you could have Ray Fiennes as Mr. Rigsby. <laughs> and because it's the 21st century, we could have Kate Beckinsale as Alan. Richard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my God, balance, how many? So, yeah, we, we, we see this Strutter is a CIA agent, and yes. uh, Felix is talking to him through the lighter, and that's when we get, oh, a genuine Felix lighter. Felix lighter. Um, and this was the moment because I'm, I'm, I assume we all had the same copy, the same VHS copy mm. recorded off the telly. Mm. The moment where, where so um, Felix gives him the instructions and tells him to get himself over to San Monique. Yes. Um, because I can't remember the actual line. I knew you'd want to get a piece of where the real action is or something like mm. that. But the real action is was the cue for the adverts. Mm. And then you'd get like, you'd get like sort of Ridley Scott's future smoker advert and it'd scare the shit out of you. Yeah. And then, um, and then it would come back to, uh, yeah. Or well, it would come back to uh, Baron Samady himself. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. He's basically running around. He's kind of like a dystopian Ted Bovis. He's sort of running around <laughs> <laughs> entertaining everybody who's there for a dinner. He's in a sort of. He's got the top half done, mm. and his his bottom half is essentially a towel. He's being introduced by like a Jimmy Kimmel lookalike. Yes, um, and uh, he's yeah, he's just um, strutting around like a like a nutcase. He says, "This is Baron Somebody, the man who cannot die." Don't worry, folks. It's just yeah. an actor. But for our purposes, <laughs> and then we never find out what that is. No. He's, I don't know what it is. And then you've got sort of a crab crab man doing mm. a sort of oh, crab God. act. Still freaks me out. Yeah. I don't like it. It's very Todd. Is it Todd Browning It did freaks? It's very Todd Browning and yeah. don't like it. Yeah, it's kind of pink flamingosy. Mm. It's kind of weird. Like, you know, if you had IBS, it would be a very good way to solve it. <laughs> it would. <laughs> but Bond goes to I, his, uh, his chalet. Well, he, first goes he, well, he goes to his reception. Mm. Yeah. Checks in and he's mm. told that, that Mrs. Bond is waiting for him. Yeah. Mrs. Bond? Mm. I thought to myself. Yeah. So She's did, dead, isn't she? Yeah. So did he. He should exactly. say, I just buried the bitch. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Um, off he goes to his uh, 
uh, what can we say? Chalet? I think it's like, like a, a bungalow. Is it bung- a bungalow? It's a bungalow, yes. And he walks past Jeffrey Holder again. He walks mm. past Baron Samady, yeah. who looks like he's kind of giving out a sort of recipe. Yeah. <laughs> he's making sort of gestures with his finger. That means just a little bit of salt. He's doing after dinner. He's doing like after dinner theatre, isn't he? It's an after, he's an after-dinner speaker. He's doing he's one of those his... dining experiences. He's probably doing like Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> Rodney, you plonker. Where's this he's woman's doing... cheesecake? He's talking at Lord's uh, yes. the week after. Yes. He's doing uh, the, uh, the, 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 yeah, Any, the ICC. We're in the bungalow yeah. and... There's a, there's a wardrobe full of ladies' clothes, but there's no one there. There's no one there. So what's going on? So Bond she's gets obviously, his kit She's obviously out. watching this show. Yeah, she must be. His, it's his wash kit. Mm, I love which it. Which I loved. Mm. In fact, I think I can remember kind of trying to adapt my own wash kit. I definitely did. My dad had a like, brush like that, or my mum did. Oh, yeah. Two. And you'd put like an aerial on it and yeah. a little button and stuff. And it has that really like, satisfying clicking noise. Oh, yeah. Well, he can't. He goes to talking it, you see. Mm. We, we're, we're, we're shown its, its use. Mm. Goes to talking to it. He looks around. The place is bugged. Yeah. What what kind of gets me now is that he sort of gives up checking the place. Yeah. But I would have like everything would be ruined in that room. Mm. Also, wouldn't they satisfied? hear the clicks? So they'd be able to hear the Morse code. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. a bit pointless. But I guess One the clicks are for our purposes. But for our purposes, mm. yes, the clicks are for our purposes. Yeah. Um, he uses a grape to to nullify one mic, and then he right. rips the other one off. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. That'll do. And then he runs himself a bath, as you do, as you do, and, and sort of plops into it. it. It actually sounds like he's having a massive shit in the bath. <laughs> it's a very shallow it bath. Is. It bothers me. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, shaving in the bath bothers me. Mm. Uh, he hasn't washed yet. He hasn't sort of no. used that water. It's going to be full of bristles. It's going to be full of stubble and, and all sorts of. That's right. Skin. No, I don't like that. Um, but the snake then gets passed through the ventilation the air vent, and, and this sort of is where we get down. Yeah, he gets coaxed down, and then we get this track which is called "Snakes Alive," I think, where it's all yeah. full of like uh, winding up and down cellos and violins and things. It's really eerie. Mm. Yeah, it's there you go. That's my acapella. It's perfect. At which in at which point it's enter whisper. Yes, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> at which point we enter whisper. Whisper uh, comes. That hurts. Uh, yeah. Anybody? Anybody home? <laughs> anybody home? Yes. It's a hotel. Speak I mean, up. It's, so, it's so weird. <laughs> now, why why does Whisper come in? What what is the point of Whisper being there? Is it just so we can see that he's? We already know he's being watched. There's a there's a snake being put into the bathroom. Mm. What's the point of Whisper coming in? The, the the champagne's not poisoned, is it? No, no. There's no point. It's just to, so we know that the you know he's being. We're we're in control here. Yeah. Um. He's basically the so, Claude Littner of <laughs> Samedi's operation. And then, then then there's a kind of to and fro, which I still find hilarious, <laughs> which is um, Whisper just asking if he can open the champagne. <laughs> Shall I open it? And then, what? <laughs> Shall I open it? <laughs> just leave it over there, will you? It's really grumpy... I mean, Bond doesn't know that this guy is 
an assassin. No. He's just bloody rude to the man. He does give him some money, though, doesn't he? Oh, he does give him. No, he does give him a tip. Yeah, yeah thank so, you. He does give him a tip. So yeah. Whisper's done all right at that one because he isn't uh, technically staff. Then back to the bed, the bathroom, mm, where he gets his cigar out. A lot of cigars in this film. Yeah. Again, they didn't want him to be smoking cigarettes. Right. We Why to is di- that? We want it to be different from Sean. We want it to be different from Sean. That's yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. And, and there's mm. another one later on in the uh, Sky Glider. That's hand right. Glider. That's right. Sky Glider. Uh, hand Glider. It's a per- ideal place I find when hand gliding to have a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> How the bloody hell did he light that? When did he light it? I don't know. You're supposed to light a cigar with a match, you know. Yeah. It's like you're not not a lighter. So mm. how the bloody hell did that work out? Q. Also, mm. well, yeah. Mm. Anyway, Whisper's gone. Yeah. He goes back into the bathroom. Mm. Here's an interesting fact. The shot with the snake creeping up to his feet, mm. where you see his feet, yeah. it's not Roger Moore. No. Who is did it? Do you know this? No, who is it? It's a. I think I don't know. It was one of the crew. Actually, oh. it was just one of the crew. They. I think they wanted this shot. Oh. Um. They didn't get it, and they, I think they shot it at the end of the day. And Roger watched it back and wasn't happy because the replacement had flat feet. They're also quite hairy feet. They look like Hobbit feet. A little bit. <laughs> I wonder if Roger was scared of snakes. It's Charlie. It's Charlie. Charlie's back. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe he, he tells the story that Jeffrey Holder was like ridiculously scared of snakes. Oh, really? Yeah, like couldn't be near them, but at the end had to jump in a big lot of them and hold them and all sorts. And 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 sort of romp romp with them. Romp them. Yes. Yeah, romp them. Um, so here, the the cigar comes into effect. Yes. Well, first he kills uh, the snake. He burns. Yeah, he frazzles up the snake, oh. and then. A gun uh, comes through the door. A gun comes through the door, but they, they say this is this is something that sort of bothers me about the film. Uh-huh. They, the, it's the worst case of body doubling I think I've ever seen. Yeah, the hand is clearly a, a white male. Uh-huh. They 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 blacked up his hand. His hands are like Pat Jennings' hands. <laughs> They're huge. Yeah, and subsequently the stunt onto the bed is essentially Zenadine Zidane mm. in a in a scouser wig blacked up. Yeah. With I mean it's a man. Yeah. It's it's, well, it's certainly not rosy. No. And it's so obvious mm. now. But hey. It was a different time. It was a different time. Mm. Um and uh you know it's uh yeah. But also but could- it was onto a bed, wasn't it? I mean it could yeah. have been it could it's all right. It's like a, it's like a little bouncy castle game. Yeah, bouncy castle. Yeah, but he uh, he turns on the light and he says, "Mrs. Bond, I presume." And then he because he, he, he he's got her gun. He does that bit where he just f- f- uh, flicks the revolving barrel round and says, "Standard issue CIA Smith and Weston." Yeah, and um, yeah, and then says, you know, basically says, "You can have sex with me tonight if you want." Yeah. But she well, goes. Yes. She says, "I've got my own room." And then she finds the snake, and then you get that wonderful line of, "Oh yes, you should never go in there without a mongoose." <laughs> <laughs> you should never go in there without a mongoose. Oh, uh, it's, it's it's kind of it is very partridge that that line. And then there's the um, the sort of riddle. It's just a uh, hand who belonged to a small man with limited means who had a fight, lost a fight with a chicken. <sighs> 
She says it's a warning. I love that line though. It's so good. What what Rosie's line? No, or, the, his or, line or, about or, <laughs> small man of limited means who lost the fight with a chicken. The chicken. <laughs> limited means. Well, he's got. It's, it's a very tatty hat, Jim. It's a tatty hat. Is it? Yeah. I think it just looks like a miniature top hat. It doesn't. Does it look tatty? It's, it's, I, I remember it being quite tatty. Oh, okay. Yeah. But did so so that was something else that was left there. So they had this. You've had you've got the snake, uh-huh. you've got whisper, and yeah. you've got the bloody hat. Yeah. What next? What next? Well, the twist will come. Yeah, and this you might not be able to help me with this bit because you know what? There's a bit coming up which never I've never really understood. I okay. think I know exactly what you're going to say, and okay. I don't either. No. Okay. So where the fuck did the card come from? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Is it meant to be solitaire? Because no. I don't think it is. No. So who who sent it? Because that's that's where he gets his next clue from. The the, ta- yeah. the cards suggest to him that, or the cards telling him that Rosie is a baddie. I believe. Yes. So yes. That's, so that's how he finds out. But no. I idea. mean, it could be perhaps that it's Rosie's been set up herself, mm. and that that doesn't make any sense at all, does no, it? No. No. No, it just it's a it's a big old hole, isn't it? It is. Oh. And that's end of part one of this episode of Smirchpod. We'll be back later in the week with part two. So please stick around. But in the meantime, why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like. And you know, why not even buy Thunderbook? Hey, why not? See you next time. you my name is tom price hello i'm dave cribb you should come and join us every day we do a podcast called cabin fever where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives so they come on our podcast instead don't they dave yeah it's an isolation podcast uh, dave, were you yawning the at the owl. start of that sentence then was it just a little yawn <laughs> yeah it's basically the great big owl isolation podcast we'll have people on from all our podcasts from your ruler threes your brian rogers your musicals your bitchins if you like any of our podcasts if you like any of those people chances are they'll be logging onto the zoom call and just chatting because let's face it they got nothing else to do also there'll be a quiz on the bell all right see you soon lots of love cabin fe a three seven oh nine oh 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 that's our twitter name great big owl.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.